Good morning, everybody. This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Uh, let's get into it. So, yeah, good morning. It is September 22nd. So, we're probably at the end of Virgo season. I'll be honest with you. Some Virgos are amazing, dope, helpful, good, solid folks. The other half are wackadoodles. <laughs> Just nuts. <laughs> so, um, you got to pick your poison. But mostly Virgos uh, are willing to help. They're willing to roll up their sleeves and, and do the work of multiple people. So, yeah. That's not all of us, though. You can't just look here. Oh, I'm a Virgo, and people be like, Phew, "Great, yeah." There's some wackos, um, but I guess that's true of everything, right? Duality is in everything. But we're at the end of Virgo season. Thank you so much. I had multiple birthday lunches and a dinner and lots of cards. Lots of uh, actually I have a birthday lunch today. Um, just you know. Lots of really cool things. Seeing old friends. I got to see my old buddy Matthew Nisley yesterday. So if you know me, you know I know the Nisley brothers. Uh, when I worked at WashU, I had four brothers work for me. And they fought like cats and dogs. They were all they very interesting people from a tiny town in Illinois. But um, I got to spend the most time with the two in the middle which will be Jonathan and Matthew. And those two were together at the, they were there at the same time, fighting, uh, rolling around, wrestling on the floor. (laughs) We just have so many funny stories. And I'd be like, what are you all doing? It's like, your mother must be a saint because I don't understand how you all can be so close and yet you're fighting constantly. Lots of wrestling and um, cursing each other out and stuff, but they're great guys. And it was so good to see Matthew. Matthew's of course now a grown man. Um, and it was just so cool to talk to you, Matthew. I'm going to send this to you so you can hear me say that. I am a fan. I love Matthew Nisley. Super smart. He's, he, you know, his brothers are all doctors and he's like, I'm not going to make a lot of money, but I'm like, there's a thing called YouTube and you should be up on it. So I would definitely watch Matthew's channel. So anyway, love Matthew. It was great to see you. And I think it had been years, you know, I think it had probably been, yeah, maybe six, seven years, something like that. Time goes by. Anyway, after I had a great lunch with Matthew, I had to do my caregiving and working from home. And uh, later in the evening, I I went down a rabbit hole. I had started a video maybe two weeks ago, but I had closed that window on my, uh, I had minimized the window on my computer. And when I pulled it back up, I was like, huh, I was watching this. So I went back and started watching. I sent it to one of my friends. It's very deep. Her name is Whitney Webb. She is probably the only investigative reporter that's that's really going deep on Epstein. Like Jeffrey Epstein, when you get done listening to her, you realize that he wasn't the figure in this. He was just a figure of many who were extorting sex trafficking. She makes you realize that the there's a shadow government. Talk about shadow work. Uh, the government it needs to do some shadow work. Apparently, there's just this whole other 
world that's operating with wealthy elite people, which I don't really care for the phrase the elites. And it seems to just be coming up everywhere. The elites, the elites. I don't know 100% what what that means, but that's probably why I'm not one. <laughs> because, you know, I'm not a, an elite. Uh, but a, but she just makes you feel like the elites and these politicians are all uh, that the politicians are bought and sold by the elites and they're just doing their bidding bidding on both sides, Republican and Democrat alike. And they're deeply controlled. They're just figureheads for these social experiments that wealthy people want to run. And you hear the name Rockefeller all the time which I think is fascinating because this new generation hears Rockefeller and they think of Dame Dash and Jay-Z. And maybe not not uh, these young kids now, but certainly in my generation. And so I knew more about Rockefeller records than I did about the Rockefeller family. And when you hear, uh, you know, how they use their wealth and how they still flex, you know, and the Rockefeller Institute they it's a lot uh it's a, just a lot like a social experiment uh like that bet you know my friend uh Kelly always mentions that bet that that pretty much was the whole point of trading places Mortimer and whatever the brother other brother's name was I want to say William but I'm not sure um but yeah it's like, just like that here's a dollar <laughs> let's see if we can you know make people get programmed to kill each other um you need to look up eugenics uh apparently there are a lot of people who have a lot of money who believe in this uh and you know they have done a lot of damage trying to prove uh there's a race-based component to it but i i'm not 100 percent sure but you it just makes you realize that a lot of people that are in control aren't the people you think. It's not the politicians. The politicians are just minions and filling their pockets. You know, I read a statistic or I read something, and I, if it's true, it's disgusting. Like Nancy Pelosi, she makes $193,000 a year as um, whatever she is. And then she, by playing the stock market and obviously cheating, she's ballooned her her wealth up into the hundreds of millions of dollars. And she's not the only one. If that's even remotely true, what are we doing? And then we have pledged our allegiance uh, to these parties, and they're not representing the people at all. They're representing themselves. I mean, that is crazy. And here's the thing. Trump isn't always wrong. He has said a, a few things that were right. It is true. It's his delivery that's horrible, though. His mess, his message is not always wrong, but him as a messenger is almost always wrong, because he said, you know, China started uh, COVID, and, and and he called it kung flu and all kind. Of, like you can't say that, but it is true. It was a, a a kind of a small report that eventually came out. It didn't make a big splash, but it basically said that this lab. Uh, did not ha- was not equipped to be trying to do this work, but they want China wants to be the leader in biotechnology. 
Uh, they did not have the right equipment in the lab. The tables weren't made of what it should have been made of. And this uh, virus went home with workers. Uh, the lab became toxic and they couldn't contain it. And then people started dying. And so that that has been investigated and proven to be true. Here's what where it gets extra weird. I was listening to a lady who suggests that they waited and did some sort of experiment <laughs> to see how many people would die just to see how people would respond to all these um, directives and being told to wear the mask and uh, being told to take the take the shot, you know, and then you had whole companies like firing people if they wouldn't take the shot. And then it turns out, I read somewhere that the first, because the vaccine was created so quickly, and of course it's not really a vaccine because it hasn't stopped anything, but uh, it, it was created so quickly that they didn't realize that when they were giving it to you, it was already, it was already not active in the vial, basically. It, it really was ineffective or um, most of us got something that really didn't do anything. Uh, it wasn't properly administrated. It wasn't properly stored. And most of us didn't get anything. Uh, and then some people got something that uh, wasn't 100% kosher. And you get you just got shut down if you were saying that. And you know, they made people who were anti-vaccine seem crazy. And I didn't want to take it at first, but there was a lot of pressure. I remember I said it on here. I was like, you know, I'm interested in getting a vaccine, but I don't want to be one of the first people to get it. And it was like so quickly created. And then it became controversial. Then it became like a political thing. If you all remember, it was like, I, if you saw somebody in a mask, you know, they were like some sort of punk ass way to go. Punk ass. Like people were mad at you if you had on a mask. It was strange. And if you pull back and think, somebody was interested in seeing our reactions to all these directives, you know, there's just so much that's going on trying to control your mind. So all I can suggest and all I ever suggest is if you're worried about your health ever, protect your immune system, eat real food, get some sunshine. Uh, if you can't get enough nutrients from your diet, which most of us don't, supplement, um, do your research and take care of yourself. Your immune system will respond. It's designed to protect you. Uh, it's these big foods and big pharma that's been attacking your immune system. Um, so most of us who got a fake vaccine, we've survived anyway because our immune systems were probably decent and in, in good shape. You know, some people have a good immunity. So I don't know. I don't know who's trying to control us. But, you know, you need to pay attention. Everything that's on TV, all the movies, everything is just a distraction. And they try to keep you distracted from paying attention to the big facts. And um, like I said, some of the people you think that are in control, they're not in control. They're just employees. And most of these politicians are that. They're bought and sold. Bought and sold. And I don't want to be negative. And I don't want to be a... a pessimist. I'm an optimist. And I, I do think, though, in order for things to change, people have got to snap out of it and start taking care of themselves. 
and pay attention to themselves and, um, you know, stop waiting for somebody to show up and save you, which is interesting because that's the whole plot of a television series that I've written. When we get to the end of the series, that's the message. No one can save you. No politician and their their inspiring message. No, no matter how good their commercials are, no one's coming to save you. You must save yourself. You know, and I feel like, you know, spiritually, if you ever watch Game of Thrones, we're at the point where people realize, okay, we're not going to get any backup. We need to turn around, pick up a sword and start fighting. And I feel like that's where we are spiritually and sometimes physically. Um, This lady I was watching yesterday, she she said that we are being programmed to hate each other and fight each other and do all these things. And, you know, it was a very long interview, but she didn't stay on topics very long. It was like she talked for an hour and a half, but each topic was like three minutes. And she didn't say who, but she gives you the impression that the elites who run the government are really just doing these social experiments to see what works. And uh, I don't know, that's kind of scary. But I also think it gives us an opportunity to snap out of it, you know, Um, because the the fatal flaw, I think, in the human design, the one big glitch is greed. And the only thing that's going to take this thing careening off the edge is probably a lot of people who are just too super greedy. And that will save the rest of us because they will destroy themselves because of their greed. I'm looking at you, Nancy Pelosi. I'm sorry. All of these old politicians, you're old. You don't care about serving the people. It's fairly obvious. If you won't step down, she's planning on running for re-election. If you won't step down, and I get it, Sheila, there may not be people in the wings, but we don't know. They don't give us a chance to see. And that's not our job. Our, their job is to figure out who's going to replace them if they cared about the party and if they cared about the people. They would have been training people all along. I've never had a job where I had a team that I wasn't trying to prepare that person to take my job. That's what you do. I I want this person to succeed. I want this person to succeed and and come in after me and do my job. That's what you're supposed to be doing. So... I don't know who the people are coming afterwards, but they are supposed to know. I didn't think of that three weeks ago when we had lunch. (laughs) But I thought of it now, so that should count. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I hope everybody is not bummed out. But there is a certain, it just makes more sense, right? Because some of the stuff that's happening doesn't make sense. You know, like every president gives you a great speech, how they're going to be so different and they're going to change all these things. And then they get in the beltway and things don't change ever. They all sort of play by the same rule book because someone is in control of them. I think it's George Soros. He's had his hands in every Democratic administration. And then the Republicans have someone on their side. I used to think it was the Koch brothers, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but there there are some dark forces lining up to, to manipulate us. And you can see it. Rich people don't want to be bothered with not rich people. 
And you can tell that's a thing by the way we run our country. There are no services. There's nothing for people. They seem to resent that everybody wasn't born into a wealthy family. And you can see it. You can see what a country prioritizes if you pay attention. And uh, education, the public school system, if people cared about a real community, every public school, no matter the neighborhood, would be the same quality. They would. And that's not an impossibility. The government steps in all the time and creates all these standards for things. Most of them seem to be not that great, especially with food. They let all kinds of stuff that causes cancer, diseases, uh, liver toxicity. They let all that get FDA approved. But, you know, if they cared about your education, they would make the public school in the hood just as good as the public school in the rich neighborhood. But they don't. They don't do that. You know, like they let you know how they feel about you because they, you know, the social justice movement, their big, big play to fix criminal justice was to uh, get progressive prosecutors. That's not complimentary. That's not helpful. If you really cared about the community, you would go to these schools and shore them up and make sure people didn't become criminals in the first place. Mm. All right, everybody. I'm trying to find something positive, but that lady was real heavy. <laughs> she was heavy, and I. But you, like I said, I'm. I am ultimately an optimist, and I do believe that God is in control. Not the old white man in the sky, God, but the energy that is love, that is peace, that is kindness, that is our better nature, uh, is in control. And when we all get to the same frequency, when we all tune into what it really means to be alive and to really be grateful for this very limited, challenging experience that we call life on earth, uh, you know, I think when we really key into to how good that is and what a blessing it is, your life exponentially gets better because it's really hard to be born. When you li- listen to the numbers when you look at the numbers of the percentage of things that have to go right for you to be conceived in the first place, it's a miracle that we're here. All the things that your body can do, all the things that your body is doing right now that you don't even think about because it's designed to do that. It's a miracle and it's a blessing. And I'm happy to be here to share it with you. I really am. And my whole goal is to always just give you a different perspective. I want to give you the facts. I want to give you things to think about. But I also want to give you a better perspective. And I hope that I do that. I thank you for listening. Thank you guys for buying the CBD from the shop. It's it's uh, encouraging. I, I believe in CBD as a product. And it has worked for my family. And I hope it will work for you and yours. Um, thank you for listening and sharing and subscribing and all the stuff that you guys are doing. Um, I look forward to uh, getting this book out to you guys. I do have a book out right now on Amazon, uh, CBD for Caregiver, The Caregiver's Guide to CBD, I think is the name of it. Uh, if you find yourself having some questions about 
should your loved one be using CBD, uh, go ahead and, and pick that up. And uh, yeah, I'll meet you back here next week. I hope you have a great weekend. Fall in love with yourself. Fall in love with your life. You're a miracle. It's amazing that you're even here. And we are witnessing some of the most interesting stuff in history. Some of it's preposterous. Some of it's ridiculous. Some of it's scary. You know, this complete lack of accountability is terrifying in a way. You know, like I said, I was watching this lady and she was basically talking about how corrupt the government is. And I'm thinking, well, no wonder nobody's rushing in to to stop corruption. Everybody corrupt. But God's not. And we're not. Because you, if you were a corrupt human, you would not enjoy this podcast at all. So, you know, the tables will turn. All unpleasant things eventually come to an end. So enjoy your weekend. Fall in love. Get out in some of this fantastic September weather we're having here in the Midwest. I am so excited. September. This September has felt like September that I remember from my childhood for the first time in decades. I mean, normally... Uh, St. Louis just stays hot until you have to turn on the heat. It's so weird. So it's nice to have a, a fall season. All right, everybody, enjoy. Be yourself. Be your best. And, yeah, let's stay blessed. Stay safe, for real. Bye.